Welcome back to another episode of To The Moon. What's cracking, baby? I got a very special guest today. This guy, um, you know there's those people that you meet and you know that there's something about them that's different than other folks that you meet. Not that everybody you meet isn't special and incredible. They all are. Everybody out there is special and incredible. Believe that. But John immediately exhibits characteristics that are a little outside of the norm, right? And he's in astro flipping, the mentorship, and I could tell right away that this guy just did things differently. He thought differently. He acted differently. He was really on top of things. And, and I told him, I'm like, man, I, I see huge things for you just by the attitude you bring, the mindset that you bring to your work. So we're going to get into all that. We're going to learn a little bit about why this guy is such an incredible asset and in person in my life. And we're also going to hear about how he got his face shaved in front of 2,000 people at a live event. Everybody, I want to introduce you to the one and only John Galan. John, nice to see you, bro. Nice to, to see to the you, moon, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that introduction. Um, you know what's funny? Like this, being on the podcast, I have it written down on my notepad as something I wanted to accomplish during 2022. So now oh, I no way. So it's kind of like in your it's in your goals. Wait, where is the notepad? Is it where we somewhere near you right now? On my phone. Check it off, bro. I'm checking it off right now. Check it off live. Okay. Check. There we go. I'm going right there. To Can the moon. Be Check. On, be on TTM. There you go. Boom. Check. Boom. <laughs> Matter goals. Getting stuff done is what he does. John, um, Bring us back to the beginning, right? How did you get involved in wholesale real estate, real estate investing in general? Where did you come from? How did you find us? Yeah, let's just start there. So, yeah, um, I'm going to bring it a little further back. So in okay. college, right, I started off as an art major. I was okay. an art major for the first year and a half. And then I realized, what does an art major do for the, for, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so ignorant of this. Is it like art history? Are you learning no, about no, different... like, like actually like drawing and like, Oh, cool. Uh, okay. Painting and all that stuff. Awesome. And then I, my first like project, I was like, Oh, this is awesome. And then I get a bad grade and she's like, yeah, I didn't think it was that good. So it's all like opinion based. Yeah. It's subjective, bit. man. Yeah, exactly. How, how are they going to grade you on what somebody thinks of your art? That's bullshit. Exactly. Cause everybody thinks differently. Correct. Um, but then I realized one day, I'm like, hmm, I'm not going to make any money from doing this. And <laughs> I'm going to have loans to pay when I get out. Yeah. So do they I'm make just, you sign a disclaimer in college these days? Like, hey, the degree that you're setting out for right now is absolutely dog shit. <laughs> just so you no. know that you're going to spend tens of thousands of dollars on this degree. There's nobody that's going to hire you because of it. Like, I, I'll be honest with you, John. If somebody came and applied for a job in a real estate company that I owned and they're like, what? and I saw their post-secondary education was in like art, right? Not that I wouldn't think they were qualified. I would just say, you spent a lot of money to do something that, you know, typically people learn on their own or through like a trade mm -hmm. school, like, or some form. They don't go to college. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe this is just super like- Unless you go to a specialized college. Like an art school. For an art, exactly. Like I went to Oneonta, which is a SUNY school. And, okay. you know, I soon realized I'm not making any money from this when I graduate. So let me switch my major. And I was like, oh, I always liked math. So 
I went to the that, uh, that is the opposite side of the brain. Usually yeah, you've got yeah. artists and then you've got mathematicians and they're not both. So how does that work? I was just always good at math. Okay. Yeah, I just I just was always good with numbers. So I was just in the back of my head because again, I was, you know, when I was a sophomore in college, like all I cared about was going out, you know, drinking with my friends. You know, like I, I'm not like Andy Wrong where I'm doing deals in high school. Right. I'm just like, all right, let's go out. Let's I'm let's not I'm not like Andy wrong either, bro. I mean, that guy's he's different. But... He's different. Yeah. And so um, so you're so you're, like, you're loving math. You're you're doing everything. I, was, I didn't friends. love it. I was good at it. I was good, good at, at it. it. OK, so okay. I went to the um, administration building and I looked at the majors. I get all the way up to accounting, which is the first letter A. And I was like, hmm, accounting done. I didn't really want to look for my major. I just took a shot and said accounting math. So little did like, I know. This wasn't like an emotional decision. This wasn't no, well thought out. This was no. like, yeah, done. Yeah, I was like, okay, let's start at A. Okay, oh, accounting has math. Boom, I'm picking it. I got the okay. AC. AC, okay. that's all I got. And it went all the way down to Z. Um, so I was like, all right, let's do it. And then I, I go to my first accounting class. And luckily, I had one of those teachers. You know how you have like three teachers that shape your life and the three that really teach you? This was 100%. one of them. My okay. first class, I was like, I want to be the best I could be because I like this guy, you know, and I want to show him that I'm, I'm one of the best. So fast forward, I graduate college. I had no, you know, nothing lined up because I started at art. I had no internships. So I decided, let me just take a CPA exam, graduated college, took the CPA, passed it. And since I passed it in the middle of a tax season, I couldn't get a job at another accounting firm. So I joined a tax recruiting firm and the whole goal was I work for them until busy season's over and they get me a job. Okay. So I just did their database. They let me sit in on conversations. My whole plan was to join a big four. I was like, well, I'm going to be a CPA. I want to go to a big four that changed from this recruiting job. I realized I don't want to be a big four. I don't want to specialize. I'm going to go to a smaller firm and know the broad range of taxation. So, I had one interview. I bombed it. They said, what's the hardest thing about this job? I said, waking up at five in the morning. <laughs> I was joking. I was joking, but I don't think they knew it was a joke. So right. I, they were like, the oh, job. you don't like to wake up early? Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> so I didn't get the job, which was a blessing in disguise because right. then I got the job at the firm that I just left. Um, and from that, I was doing a little bit of everything. I realized all these rich people are making money from because well, you were what, looking at their tax returns, I was right? doing everybody's taxes. Bro, I was like, what are, these, like, what are these people doing? That's and the worst real for a dreamer. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then and, and I imagine that this was not just like your run-of-the-mill accounting firm. Like they, I know you said it's a boutique firm, but he, they, he must be doing tax preparation for some high net worth individuals. Yeah, we have some high net worth individuals. So we what was the some, highest? Don't give me names or nothing, but what's the highest uh, net worth that you caught? Or like the highest yearly income that you caught? I think we, I saw, I saw somebody that was coming in with $26 million and I think like 10 million was on 12 million was on a W2, but it's wow. from the company, company that they owned. Wow. That's pretty great, dude. That's, that's, that's pretty incredible. So you're watching this and you're looking at it and you're thinking, man, I'm not going to make the money these cats are making sitting here preparing their taxes. Correct. So I was like, let me go in, let me look into real estate a little bit. Well, because you could see the industry that the people that were high net worth were in. And you said the majority of the folks that you saw that had money 
we're making it in real estate. Yep. So then you start thinking, I got to learn real estate. Correct. Then so, what happened? So I started looking into real estate. I went down the whole bigger pockets route. route. Uh, I bought books. I read books. And I pretty much, I was of the mindset, hey, let me accumulate as much information as possible so I limit my risk. Right. Little did I know, two years down the road, I accumulated information and took zero action. That's so, an absolute symptom of learning and, and analyzers like yourself. I mean, yeah. gosh, analytical people do. They, it's some of the, it's, it's such a gift and a prison at the same time, right? Because you have the gift of being de detail-oriented. You have the gift of being highly intelligent, intellectual, seeing angles that most people wouldn't be able to see because of just the depth of the way that you look at problems and situations. On the other side of that, you are so looking for the negative or so looking for the problem that it's really difficult for analytics or analytical people to take action because they, they know what could go wrong. Right. And that's exactly what it was. Right. So I was like, all right, well, let me read one more book. Let me read one more book. Let me listen to another podcast. So two years after, I'm, I'm at this accounting firm for about three years. This is in 2021 now. So we're in 22. So last year. I'm on a ferry ride home and a bigger pocket. Where's home, by the way? Staten Where? Island is home. I live in Manhattan now, but I was uh, living in Staten Island. Okay. So you were you were on the ferry to Staten Island. On the ferry you were, to Staten You were listening Island. to your Walkman. I was on the ferry home listening to my Walkman. And something hit me. I was like, do I really want to listen to a podcast right now? I'm kind of tired. Maybe I just put on music and doze off. But this episode was episode 527, which was Pace Morby's episode. My dog. And I almost ended it until Brandon Turner said, you know, this guy is the creative finance genius. He taught me so many things I didn't know. And I literally wrote the book on creative finance. So I was like, let's give it a shot. What do I have to <laughs> if lose? This guy's right? teaching <laughs> the guy who wrote the book on creative finance. There's something about this guy that's different. Exactly. Right. And thank God. I decided to listen to that because that led me to listen to his other two podcasts he had on, on the show. And I listened to those three times each and took notes, of course. Right. <laughs> then I joined, I went down his rabbit hole, Pace Morby's rabbit hole, found his creative financing group on Facebook, said, let's join it. Joined it. The day after I joined, guess what popped up? My ad. Secret agent challenge. Oh, no. Amazing. I, it said text agent to this number. Yeah. So I had no idea what it even was. I was like, do it. I'm doing it. Right. Um, and then it comes up. And then there's Jamil Damji. There's Astro Flipping. And I'm like, oh, this is cool, but you know, I'm not gonna get into wholesaling because like, you know, it's another thing I gotta learn. Right. So I lit I watch Brittany Berryman, you know, I watch Michelle and Paul, I watch Jonah, and then uh Zolan comes on. And during that, you guys were like, hey, we're going to pick one person. If you uh, call this number, you could be picked for a sweepstakes to come out to Arizona right. and hang out with me, Pace, and Ryan. I was like, done. Let's do it. Sent it in. I scheduled my call. Got on a call with somebody from Astro. Then they rerouted me to Sheila. She's the best. Yeah, she's awesome. She's changed so many lives. It's like insane. And, Ryan, and I'm one of them. So I'm on the phone with her. And we're talking. We're having a good conversation. She's like, okay. So you want to join Astro? How would you like to pay for it? Which which course would you like to take? And I'm like, hold up, what? <laughs> I thought I was trying to join a sweet sweepstakes for free. I was like, how the hell 
Did I get onto a phone? I don't even know how you did that because that's not typically like a lead magnet. A sweepstakes isn't a lead magnet for us, right? Like people typically find me from watching one of my ads. How it worked from the secret agent challenge, it's it's beyond me because I I wanted to meet you guys and pick your brains in person. That's what I... So then I'm like, how did I get here? So I stopped for a second when I'm on the phone with Sheila. I'm like, hey, can you give me like 30 seconds? And I thought back of how did I get to this point where I'm about to ask to join a mentorship. Right. And I thought all the way back to college, how I switched from art to that random choice of accounting, to then loving it and getting my CPA, to then not getting that one job, to getting this job, to then going down real estate, to listen to that podcast, to all the way back down here. And I'm like, this is not a coincidence. I was like, so you started is- to see synchronicities that were important before I even got into meditation and all that stuff. It just hit me like a higher power. God was just like, dude this is an opportunity and just smack me in the face. And I was like, Hey, do you guys take payment plans? <laughs> <laughs> wow, bro. Wow. And then the rest is history. The rest is history. The rest is history. And we've formed an incredible friendship. You've actually met myself and pace in person. We've hung out. You've been in my house. Yeah. Like fast forward, man, fast forward. Cause like you seeing the synchronicities in life and, and realizing that you were on a divine appointment. And I always say that, you know, for Sheila and Carl and Sage and Kilo and Maya and the rest of the team out there that are really talking to people that are, you know, bringing them on to the Astro family. They're literally on divine appointments every single time they they are on a call with somebody, because I don't believe it that anyone finds me on accident. I don't mm-hmm. believe that you found that ad on accident. I don't believe that you meant that made that text message on accident. I don't believe in any of that. You are destined to be in this game. You are destined to learn from me. You are destined to be a wholesaler. This is what you are fantastically good at. And I recognized that the moment you popped into that group, I saw it, I looked at you and I was like, this guy is going somewhere. He's got a head on his shoulder and man, is he ever on top of it. And immediately I thought, I'm going to pay attention to what this guy's going to do in the course. And of course, I'm giving this advice to anybody that's out there. If you're in a mentorship, not mine, it doesn't matter. If you're if you're learning from somebody, be the person that that person knows. Be somebody that is talking, that is participating, that is getting involved and doing their work and being engaging, right? Because what does a teacher want? A teacher wants to teach. They want, and they want somebody to learn it and listen and actually apply the thing. What's the point of me doing this if no one's going to take action on it, right? And right. I saw that in you right out the right out the gate. Action taker, action taker, action taker. It's like you let all that analytics that you'd been suffering from, all the analysis paralysis that had stopped you in your tracks for so long disappeared. How the hell did that happen? I just started – so week one in our show is all about mindset, right? Right. And so I, I didn't take action for a month after joining. Yes, I had to watch the videos, but, um, you know, so I started doing week one. And I was like, huh, I never really thought about meditation. I never really thought about, like, I always envisioned my goals, but I never really visualized. And I didn't pay no mind to it. I was like, oh, whatever, manifesting, it doesn't work. Like, yeah, you believe in something, you got to work hard. Yeah, it right? sounds like woo-woo stuff, right? Like, exactly. like man, it, I, you know what? I've made a lot of wishes on stars at Disneyland. Right. And none of that shit's happened. No. Right. So So it's like, what are you talking about? Like what manifestation? This is craziness. But guys, scientifically, these things can be explained, but it requires detailed thought. It requires your heart, your mind to be in coherence with one another in order for you to actually take the first step towards something that you're 
trying to mm -hmm. accomplish. And then trust me, guys, it's impossible not to get what you're looking for. And you have very much manifested a career in real estate. So how's it been? I mean, it's been good. Uh, you know, I got that. I told myself I wanted to get a deal done. So I joined Astro and I started taking action at the beginning of tax season. So I told myself, like, I want to get at least one deal done before tax season ends, which yep. is that year was April 17th, but it's usually April 15th. Right. And, um, you know, I was still working on my mindset every day because, again, I was this is new to me. Right. And the reason why I start, stopped being so analytical is because I was like, you know what? A bad decision is better than no decision. So I might as well make one. And I started just doing that. And when I overthought, I'm like, fuck it. And just I stopped thinking. I just I just went with my gut and sent it. Um, so I started doing this in the middle of tax season. You know, I'm doing my outreach, but I wasn't really intentional with it because I had in the back of my mind like, hey, you know, if you don't get a deal done during tax season, it's not a big deal. Nobody expects you to yeah, get Because you're working a full time job in one of the most difficult industries to be in in their busy season. Right. Right. Like being an accountant during tax season is like being a Laker during the playoffs. It's br It's brutal. And like it's brutal. six days a week, uh, almost at least 12 hours a day. So I was like, yeah, no, no. And then I was like, uh, you know, that's yeah, a cop out. I'm like, I realized it too. And I, I, and I brought my attention to it. And I was like, you're doing this and you're giving yourself a way out. So you don't even, you're not even putting your whole into getting this deal done before. And right. then it didn't happen until you and Pace came to this city for the meetup, which was, I think, a week and a half before Clever Summit. Right. And uh, me and you were talking and you recorded a YouTube short that right. said, hey, come. If you're not at Clever Summit, you're going to miss this guy getting shaved on stage. I had no leads at that point. I had right. no nothing. And I saw it. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to make him look like a liar. If I don't well, do I put this. a I put the pressure on you. you I mean, did, and you know, I, I, I look, I wasn't going to shave your face if you didn't get your deal done. I would have just said, hey, guys, this guy was supposed to get a deal done before he came to Clever Summit. And we were going to shave his beard. And he didn't. So that, and let's that's get him what off I the didn't stage. want to happen. So I, I got <laughs> super intentional. I got amazing. super intentional. I called Isn't that actually, amazing what you can accomplish when your back's up against the wall. Oh, it's ridiculous. And it or happens. your face is up against the blade. That, yeah. <laughs> or you want your face to be up against the blade. So I. So called, you got a deal done. What? Tell me about your first deal. Yeah. So I actually was on the phone that Sunday with um, Jameson Williams. He's one Byron. He's one of the Kegley owners of Ohio and Vegas. And we were just talking and I told him about the YouTube video and how I need to get it done in a week. So I'm going to start waking up at 4 a.m. every day and just do an extra, you know, do four hours of, of real estate every day in addition to my job. The next day I reached out to an Astro student that I was, you know, just we're just speaking about random things. And I was like, hey, listen, I, I need to get a deal done. Do you have anything like I, I got something in, in, in um, California? Do you, do you work that? I'm like, no, but you mind if I micro flip it? She said, go ahead. So I went into the group, our Astro group, and I typed in Vallejo, which is the city. And I mm -hmm. saw everybody that worked out of Vallejo, and I messaged every single one of them. Right. Except for the ones she already messaged. Right. The next day, um, I get a hit. We're like, hey, we got a buyer. I'm like, awesome. I get a call from her. Hey, so my two partners, they actually wanted to buy this originally, and it looks like the seller's open to creative, so we're not wholesaling this anymore. Oh, so you had it sold, and then this, and then your supplier said they don't want to sell it anymore. That's so hard, dude. So that I had it sell the buyer lots no. of times. Yeah, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" I was so close. I was about to send the assignment out. I had just signed it on DocuSign. I was about to send it out to the buyer, 
you know, a deal's not done until it's all signed and the EMD's in and it closes and funds. Funds yep. and closes. Saying, you guys, don't count your chickens before they're chickens. Do not. But the next day, I get a call. Hey, so the seller's a, a CPA advised him against creative. Is your buyer still available? I said, I don't know. I got to give him a shop and I need an exclusive because if I'm sending this out to him, he needs a deal. He was about right, to sign right. It. And you've already yanked it from me once before, and I can't have that happen again. Right. So they gave me one day, one day exclusive. Okay. Brought it to the buyer. He TikTok, wanted some insurances. TikTok. Yes. We get it signed. Lo and behold, I get the assignment signed on April 14th. The money gets sent into escrow on April 15th. So officially, I'm in escrow on the last day of tax season. Which was the day that you needed to have your deal done. Like you needed to get a deal done before the end of tax season, and you did it. Yeah. Like, on the last day like you skated in at and so that deal did finally close and you, what did you make on it i made four thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars good day at the track bro but that also got you on stage at clever summit where two thousand people watched me you and a barber rip the fuzz off your face how was that yep. experience for you that was wild and another thing about manifestation when you had when you and pace had first brought that up on wholesale hotline Every night before I went to sleep, I would shut my eyes and I was on that stage and I was getting myself shaved. So, <laughs> so good. Every day I would think wow. about it. I would think about how it felt. I would think about how the, the blade would feel. It actually was a lot rougher in person than it was in my mind. Uh, but I felt everything, you know, and like the lights, it, it, it happened. It happened not exactly how I thought, right. but it still happened. It happened, dude. It happened. And and, I never and gave got... up on that image. And now you're finally doing this full time, yep. which is incredible. You just you're like a week in right now, full time, right? About a week and a half. And you quit your job as a as a, a as a full time accountant. You're gone full time into real estate. You're all in, all and in. you've got a deal right now in the pipeline that you know I I know it's it's, it's a deal I'm involved in. It's a big multifamily deal. John stands to make twenty thousand dollars if we can get it across the finish line. It's a little bumpy right now, so hopefully that thing closes. It's not done until it's done. But it's quite possible that John has a second deal of twenty thousand dollars that's going to pay him, and then you've got some other contracts in play right now. But you're doing this full time, and this is starting to pick up for you. You're a week and a half in. How many contracts do you have in play? So since I started full time, I had gotten three under contract. Another one was with you, which we unfortunately had to cancel. Um, I have another one, which I'm most likely going to have to cancel tomorrow. It's a it was a Frankenstein property, uh, but so I told the I told them. The agent and the seller, hey, listen, it's a weird property. I'm going to wholesale this to see if I could get a buy price. Right. So you weren't tying people up with a false promise. Hey, I'm going to no. be a buyer on this, which I so appreciate. You're honest with the people. You're letting them know, look, I don't want to buy this house personally, but I might be able to find you a buyer. So let me put it under contract. I'm going to try to wholesale this. And if I can't, I can't. And if I can, I can. Right. And they were super open to that. So when you did have to cancel, nobody was mad at you. No, they were like, hey, you know, if you could get it, great. If you can't, then we're in the same position. And I was like, yeah, and I'll, good. I'll even try to get you buy prices. If, if they're coming in super low, like I'll, I'll at least give you, hey, most of my buyers are coming in at this. So that Incredible. second contract I got is the same situation. It was another roll of the dice. I called the agent. She kept saying, hey, can you meet us at this? Can you meet us at that? I'm like, listen, it doesn't make sense for me to cash. And I told her like no a couple of times. So then she texted me again, and I was like, hey, I'm not going to buy this. But if you want me to give it a shot, I could try to wholesale it. And awesome. I explained it to her. Then the seller was a little confused because she had had a previously bad experience with another wholesaler who 
canceled on the day of closing. Right. So they, and, didn't, they weren't disclosing to them what they were trying to accomplish. They just didn't make it work. And then they didn't tell them anything wasn't wrong. And so they just ghosted them at closing. Yep. So bad, guys. Please don't do that stuff to people. It's terrible. So the seller was like, the agent was like, hey, the seller's not comfortable right now. I was like, hey, does she want to get on the phone? And so I had a call with the seller and the agent, and I explained everything to her. And then I was like, listen, it's a shot. Like, I'm not guaranteed to sell this. I'll give it a chance. You know, it'll be 10 days and I'll try to get buy prices or if I could sell it, then I could sell it. However, if after five days, I don't have it because she was always, what, what if we get offers? They just dropped the price. I like, if after five, six days I have crickets and you get an offer full price, I'll cancel the contract. Amazing. Look at the utility here, guys. John is providing real estate agents who right now I think are walking into a tougher season with the market shifting like it's been. Um, and this is a real opportunity, a real opportunity for wholesalers to get out there and take a shot without being a scumbag, right? Mm -hmm. This is ethics, guys. Why do you think I got a whole episode on Bigger Pockets called The Ethics of Wholesaling? Because we do this stuff right, because we're telling people what's cracking, right? And John, I mean, look, dude, I am so proud of you. I am so incredibly excited to see what you do with your business i want everybody that's watching this right now to do business with you so i'm gonna blow you up right yep, guys look whoever's watching this blow up john john how do we reach you what's your phone number dog so my phone number is should i give it over give Did it you? up all right come on seven three two Woo. seven nine six yeah four three six nine Come on, guys. Send him all the D picks. No, I'm just kidding. He wants <laughs> deals. Deal picks. Deal picks. Deal picks. Deals. Say the number again, John. 732-796-4369. What markets do you work in, my man? I'm working in Tampa, St. Petersburg, and Orlando. Guys, anyone doing business in Florida, you got to work with John. This guy is legit. He's honest. He's humble. He's brilliant. And he's going to be, in my opinion, guys, watch this. He's a week and a half in. He's a week and a half into doing this full time. He already has a deal, two deals under his belt. One of them's already funded. The other one is, is heading towards the closing line. We don't know how it's going to play out. It's going to be a nail biter, bro. I'm going to tell you that. Oh, yeah. um, August 11th, we'll check back in and let everybody know. Check the comments, guys. Come back here on August 11th and check the comments to see, did John make another $20,000? We'll find out in the next episode of To the Moon. John, we are so thrilled to have had you on here. Is there anything you'd like to share with the audience about your experience being a wholesaler or anything that needed to keep in mind on their journey into entrepreneurship and real estate investing? Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things that have helped me more than anything in the world is really, really focusing on my mindset. I don't really study knowledge for real estate as much anymore. I get it from Jamil and wholesale hotline and take an action. But every other day when I have free time, when I'm going for a run, I'll wake up at four in the morning. I'll sit in silence and do some breathing. I'll, I'll journal. I'll read 10 pages of a, of a book like Think and Grow Rich. I'll, um, I'll uh, also meditate and visualize for like 10 to 12 minutes every day. And then I go for a run and I listen to a positive podcast about your mindfulness or Joe Dispenza on the brain and heart coherence. If you have a strong internal environment, it'll show in your external environment. You can't change anything in the external environment. It's the same for everybody. But if you have a strong internal environment, it'll help you get through the tough times. And the power of the mind is you could literally do anything you want. I was talking with Emily about this off stage. When you're a child, 
you are just dreaming about everything. Your head's in the clouds and you're just like, the possibilities are endless. Then you grow up and you just get knocked down by life and you're getting all these limited beliefs of what you can and can't do. You want to develop that childlike mind again to where you could accomplish anything you want. This conversation right now, I've had this conversation in my kitchen with myself, making myself lunch and I'm doing it live right now. Bro. What I envision for myself in the future, it's already happened in my mind and it's going to happen because I'm persistent and persistence is the insurance against failure. And my mind is strong and I'm visualizing every single day. Okay. I love that. Persistence is an insurance against failure. Guys, go get that tattooed on your tramp stamp. Napoleon Hill. That, I don't want anybody coming in the comments saying, hey, you took that from Think and Grow Rich. Okay. And then, and then, and then give that to Napoleon Hill. That's great. Who cares, man? Napoleon everybody Hill. took everything from Napoleon Hill. There's nothing. No, yeah. no, there is no personal development book out there that yeah. has not been inspired by that man. That's another that thing. Book. You read all these personal development books from 1937, Think and Grow Rich. To Joe Dispenza, 2021, 2022, concepts are all the same. All Ed Milet, all these multimillionaires, you, Jamil, they all have the same thing. It's not what I did to get rich. It's what, like how I worked on my mind. It's, it's staying strong, the visualization. It's this and this. This is what makes you rich. Nothing else. I meant taking action, but That's you it. need to have a strong desire. That's it. What John just said, guys, and I say it all the time, put it in your head, put it in your heart and take one step and watch the world unfold for you. John, it is unfolding for you. The world is your oyster, brother. I am so proud of you. You really make me feel like what I'm doing is worth it. And I appreciate that, bro. Thank you. Thank you no. from the bottom of my heart for being the guy you are, because I show up for guys like you every day. I got to thank you because before I, I, I met you, I was walking around in the dark and then you just took a flashlight. You shined it on a little bit of a of the path and you said, just follow that. And I'm literally just following that path that you, that you shined the light on and I'm not looking back. So My thank brother. you for shining a light when I was in darkness. Everybody reach out to John Galan. He's doing lots of deals out in Tampa, Florida, Orlando, Florida, and St. Pete. Reach out to this guy. He wants to connect. He wants to do business. He's got buyers. He's got, knowledge he knows how to comp he knows how to evaluate all the things and on top of that he's also one of my favorite guys john welcome to the moon baby jamil thank you man it feels good to be here till the next time guys we'll see you later take care